It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on MLB, your daily MLB podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, comedian, TV producer, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Today, we'll be returning with the cast of Resting Pitch Face Podcast to talk about the Washington Nationals and their expectations for the rest of the year. Check us out on the Himalaya Podcasting app and any platform you listen to shows. So when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On MLB. And you can check me out, your pal Sully, on Twitter at Sully Baseball, Instagram at Sully Baseball Podcast. So we are here with Kay Lorenzid of the great Resting Pitch Face podcast, which is available on all podcast platforms. I got to ask you guys a couple of questions. I know that you don't like it when I count chickens before they hatch, especially as national fans, oh God, where there have been nothing but smashed eggs. Um, a few, uh, a couple of months ago, I said the most likely team to threaten the Dodgers would be the Nats because at the time they had a full strength Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin. And I felt the Dodgers would be easier to beat in a best of five series rather than a best of seven series. And I felt that the pitching staff for the Nats and their lineup neutralized all the Dodgers advantages. And I thought the Nationals could be a threat to go far in the postseason. And shortly after I hit publish on that episode, Scherzer went down with an injury. So I want to apologize for that. Um, Gee, thanks, Lily. But what do you think the Nationals' chances are and what do you think their strengths are going into a wild card game? And do you think they'll repeat as World Series champions in 2020? <laughs> I think. I hate this, for the record. I think the fact that if we go into a wild card game, tfu, 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 Laura, put your knives yeah. down, please. Um, if we go into a wild card game, the sheer unpredictability of it might actually work in our favor because we are really, really the Nationals are very, very good at getting in their own way. <laughs> and if it's just a game, then getting in your own way could turn out to be Kurt Suzuki hitting a walk-off home run 
to save you from a seven run deficit. You know what I mean? Like maybe we need to shift our perspective away from the predictability of the Nats put so much pressure on themselves and then trip and face plant before they get home. I would very much agree with that. And Sully, as a Red Sox fan, I think you can appreciate, you know, I grew up in Red Sox territory. I remember watching the Red Sox break their curse via the wild card. But there was no wild card game. So it's not actually logistically the same, but just in terms of kind of the psychological BS of a team that cannot get past XYZ point, when you keep getting there the same way and you keep getting stuck in the same place, then at least if you get there somehow slightly differently, because Kay is right, so much of what's gone wrong for the Nats has just been either getting in her own way or bizarre, unpredictable stuff that happened in game five. And I don't know, maybe somehow the cosmic shift that the Nationals postseason needs is to come in from a wild card game. We need to shake up the Yahtzee Cup. And I think it's also worth noting that like part of the postseason curse is they've gotten to game five three times. They've been to four postseasons and gotten to game five three times. And, and 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 can I say the one time they didn't get to a game five, they played an 18-inning game, so it's like they played five games. Yeah, yep. I was going to say, that that bizarre game on, like, Yom Kippur. If it were, like, the case where it was getting beat in three, yeah. for each series, it would be a different kind of heartbreak. But, like, they go into the postseason, they go in and they're, like as good as the team they're facing, and then weird fluky shit happens. Well, and maybe um, that's the other thing. Maybe because we'll have played a wildcard game since the school, game five won't be game five. It'll be game six. There you go. Can I can I point out two quick things here? This, this, this is sort of cosmic thing. This has nothing to do with really 2019, but it's more of the cosmic stuff, which when you have a tortured franchise, you have to sometimes speak with, like, beads and spiritual stuff. But <laughs> this decade... Going into this decade that I started 2010, three franchises that had nothing but heartbreak and creative losses for their fans for either all time or at least might as well be all time were the San Francisco Giants, the who had you know heartbreak left and right, line drive caught to could have clinched the World Series. Blown a game here, sliding catch there, oh, earthquake in the middle of the World Series for the Giants. You had, yeah, that wins. You had the Astros, who had just year in and year out of just losing the most heartbreaking games you could imagine. And, of course, the Cubs. And all three of those franchises have wiped slate the clean. Wipe, wipe clean the slate and wipe slate the clean <laughs> uh, in this decade. So it's kind of like all bets are off. And the other thing is, when you look about teams that are getting in their own way in 2019, the potential opponents in the wildcard game, including, is basically the Keystone Cops with the Cubs, <laughs> the Mets, the Brewers, the Philadelphia Phillies, who all play like they've been paid off to lose the game constantly. The only team that I would be terrified of to face would be Arizona. We actually, yeah. so we, Kay and I were talking about this yesterday, and of all of the teams, one, the Nats did struggle against Arizona, albeit in May, so like, bear that, keep that in mind, 
but we kind of want Arizona because their fans are not going to show up in drunken hordes <laughs> to the stadium. That's true. And so it's kind of like, <laughs> and now I have, we have been to a Nats Cubs playoff game at Nats Park and it was Nats fans as far as the eye could see um and was you know a really fun raucous atmosphere but i will say the diamondbacks i'm kind of like i'm not worried about getting into a fist fight with a diamondback no. fan like i feel like no. we we can both like agree that their uniforms are ugly and that you know Marte is having a great <laughs> season like i feel like we would just kind of have a beer and a good time yeah whereas yeah. the mets i don't want to i don't want the mets i don't care what the mets are doing statistically i don't want the mets Oh God! The Mets. The Mets don't want the Mets. Well, that's true. <laughs> um, but even if they're doing badly, we are so good at handing seasons to the Mets. True. Yeah, we don't need a 2015 again. No. Although I would also be happy to not have a 20. When's the last time we lost to the Braves? 2017. I would also like to not have a 2017 again. I mean, but... we lost the Braves yesterday. <laughs> a season. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's just a case of there are there are a lot of teams that are good at getting in their own way, but of all of those, honestly, the Brewers or the Diamondbacks are the ones where I think it'd be the best game. Yeah, and I think the Phillies, it would obviously have the most like hashtag narrative to it, but I don't actually think the game would be that good. It would be yeah. sloppy baseball. It would be. And it'd be. There'd be a brawl. It would be desperately unpleasant to be at. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so one of those many. things. I mean, I, there, there are points where you're like, sometimes, yes, I understand this may be good for a narrative, but no one wants to see this. No one wants to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's kind of like, this, upco- like, it's like this upcoming Rise of the Skywalker film. It's like, do, do, we, do we really don't need to see this? You know, yeah, I know it's going to do well and everything, but no one wants to see this. It's just, it's over. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna walk away on that one. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you, you hit a real pain point for Lara, perhaps. Um, but yeah, I think like we we had a really good series against the Brewers, um, including a 15 inning loss, but like two really pretty decisive wins. Um, so of all the teams on the on the docket, I would actually prefer them the most. I feel like we're making an a, an unintentional argument for more baseball teams accepting nihilism into their hearts. Oh, it is 2019. Yeah. I mean, like, that's where I've been. <laughs> My thing about the Diamondbacks, and I don't have, I will be the person that I don't actually have the statistics to back this up, and I should look them up, but talking about Corbin, I mean, there's gotta be some advantage there just in terms of knowledge of hitters. So one game, any kind of edge you can find, you know, I don't yeah. hate that. I mean, it's like uh, Sanchez did really well this year against Atlanta. Yeah, uh, I don't hate that either. Uh, Corbin didn't do very well against the Diamondbacks, but again, that was in May. We all weren't in a good place emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Like, he did kind of struggle. Um, and I feel like they had sort of a... Oh, no, we've played... The, we've, sorry, we played there more recently. Um, they kind of had like a, a slight mini slump within the, the doing really well where they went back to being like 500. And had a had a little bit of a struggle in Arizona, but yeah, I agree. I think guy who whose team lets him walk comes back to face them in the playoffs has some good narrative to it. 
and maybe that'll i don't does he get fired up i don't if he's does he have one human emotion i'm not sure Sully, none of us can routinely recognize Patrick Corbin when he's not in a shirt with his name on it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, he it's, has become a face. A, it's become an issue. <laughs> well, as long as he wins a game uh, or two in October, it doesn't matter if he's, you know, totally anonymous, you know, the, the blank or, or powder <laughs> or whatever he is. Did you see the video, Sully, of Anthony Rendon walking into Wrigley Field with, uh, and he's walking by Cubs fans in just like a white shirt and jeans, and none of them recognized him? I did not, no. It was the most Anthony Rendon thing I've ever seen. Hey, let me just jump in here and tell you that anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the United States and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. All right, I know my mom is listening to this, so mom, just do me a favor and skip ahead a little bit. That'd be great. Thanks. All right, everybody else, let's talk about sex. Good, ready-to-go sex. Now, you can increase your performance and build up your confidence. Everyone but my mom, listen up. I'm talking about BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra or Cialis, so you know they work. Take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach, while stuck in traffic after a Dodger game. I don't judge. They're chewable, and they work twice as fast as the pills, so you know you'll be ready quicker than a manager can make a pitching change. Now, everyone I know has tested it, and I have many trustworthy friends who confide with me very personal details. They all tell me it gives them a little extra, and it works great. Now, we baseball fans, we know all about getting a little edge with performance enhancers. And this is just isn't for people who can't perform. This is for anyone who wants uh, something a little extra. Look, Blue Chew is prescribed online, ships to your door, discreet package, no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, no awkwardness. In fact, the only awkwardness involved in Blue Chew is knowing that my mom is probably still listening. Made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. All of that just by going to BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. Once again, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB. Try it for free. BlueChew, the better cheaper and faster choice. Thank you for sponsoring the Locked On MLB podcast. Okay, so let me ask you the devastating question. Okay? And I'm letting everyone prepare. If you need to eat some carbs to build yourself up, if you need a moment to meditate, uh, this is... Okay. Where's the bourbon? Okay, let's all focus. Let's all be centered. Here's the question. What would you consider to be a success moving forward in 2019 for the Washington Nationals? Do you want embrace nihilism answer or like optimistic answer? 
uh, whatever answer is honest. I mean, I'll take a postseason series win in the wild card series. I'll take that. You would be fine with winning the wild card game and facing Los Angeles, assuming you're facing Los Angeles. It would be a change from never having won a, a postseason series. Technically, the one game series counting as a series. Exactly. Yeah. It's a change. It's a refresh. It's going and splashing some water on your face like you're in a soap commercial. It's throwing the team into the baseball mikvah is what it is. <laughs> like, hopefully it's not the pool in the Arizona like, okay. outfield because that's gross. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's full of paint. Yeah. Is that a mikvah technically? It doesn't rain in Arizona. Does it have rain? Wa- it does have rainwater. It rains in certain parts of Arizona. It rains in Tucson. Yeah, you usually do. But no, I thought the season was going to suck. I didn't think there was going to be anything fun. I was like trying to be the optimist. You know, there's always something fun, even in a game you lose, blah, blah, blah. But like, I just thought the season was going to suck. And so frankly, the fact that it's been fun, the fact that we've had fun baseball in D.C. in a season where... I thought we were going to be just the laughing stock of the world again. I thought we were going to have a manager fired in melodramatic fashion again. Like, we've already done so much better than I was expecting. That any of us were expecting back at the beginning of the season. I already feel like this season has been a success just as a fan. Because it was fun. Yeah. Steven Strasburg danced. Steven Strasburg danced! Um, you know, have you been... Uh, I've been doing something on my blog, SullyBaseballWordPress.com, a little plug there, called the Summer Score. And what it, the notion of it is I'm keeping track the number of days a team is in a playoff spot throughout the year, and I'm weighting it. Like June is worth one point. Every day you're in July is worth two points. Every day you're in August is worth three points. Every day you're in September is worth four points. And the national Summer Score is really high. and the idea of me doing that is to remind ourselves exactly what you just said, Laura, which is this is summer entertainment. This is something fun to do in the summertime. And if a team gives you a fun summer, in a way, it's done its job. And the Nats have given their fans uh, what looked like going into Memorial Day, the beginning of summer, looked like it was going to be a nightmare, and turned it into a pretty fun and entertaining summer. Are we Sandy from Greece? Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> I played Kaniki. I played Kaniki. I don't think we changed ourselves what? for a World Series. Uh, all right, we're gonna. Really you're gonna need surprised. to actually tell us more about oh, the circumstances dear. under which you played Kaniki. I used to be thinner. <laughs> that was a circumstance. <laughs> Um, I think you can play Kaniki in your heart. Like, I think anyone can play Kaniki. Yeah, but I played him on the stage at age 15. Ah, okay, fair enough. Uh, See, I think like that's the most acceptable way to play Kaniki. If you're yeah. playing Kaniki in your heart, um, you're probably doing something wrong. I, he's kind of a douche. Um, I, I agree with Laura. I, I think that the summer, the summer score actually makes a lot of sense. And just saying, like, this is a kid's game. They play in pajamas. And, like, I had a real fun time, and Steven Strasburg danced, and, you know, I, we went to, uh, I went to the Brewer series and screamed so loud I had to, like, take Sunday on vocal rest. 
Um, and I, I want them, what would make this, this season a success for me is for them to give Anthony Rendon his money and to really invest in him as that player for the future of the nationals. Great answer. I don't know. I think that there's too much emotional weight put on, and this sounds like sour grapes, but like put on postseason success, which often comes down to not anything to do with excellence and we got to see excellence for a long period of time and there's something to be said for that consistency yeah and I also I mean I don't necessarily feel I said what I feel like is success for me this season but just in general I feel like what Kay said about like winning something in the postseason we haven't won before that has been my goal as a postseason team for the last several postseasons we've been in not necessarily to win it all this year, though obviously I would love that, but we're a young franchise. I want us to win something we haven't won in the past. And I don't necessarily feel like I need that this season to feel like the season was a success. But in general, my definition of postseason success for the Nationals right now is to win something we haven't won before. And just kind of get there however we get there and however long it takes us to get there. Just like I still completely have faith to the tool that Max Scherzer will someday throw a perfect game. He did. Jose Tabatas. Tabata leaned in. He leaned in. And Frank. And when they someday find Jose Tabata's body in a dark alley, I have nothing to do with it. But it was for the grace of him. And then, you know, Lascabar with the error. And it's like, these things are arbitrary. These things are equivalent to me to a missed catcher interference call in a game five. And I have faith in the baseball gods and the universe that a little at a time, it's going to happen. And as long as we get closer than we did the last time, that's a success for me in the moment. All right. So we have Laura, Kay, and Sid. Tell us where we can find your wonderful podcast. Number one way to find us is our website, which is just restingpitchface.com. We're also on Twitter, restingpitchface with no G. Those are the top two ways, and we're on multiple podcast streaming services, uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Play are the big two, SoundCloud, all under the aegis of Great. Resting Pitch Face. Well, go check them out. It's a terrific podcast. I honestly don't remember how I discovered you all, but I, I don't think I've missed an episode since. <laughs> so I think it's uh, really one of the best and funniest podcasts about baseball you're going to find. And I think one of the funniest podcasts, period, that you're going to find. So I love listening to you all, and I hope some of the fans here of Locked On MLB become fans of yours. So check them out at Resting Pitch Face, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on the free and easy-to-use Himalaya podcasting app. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On MLB. Same handle for Instagram. You can follow me, your pal Sully, at Twitter. At Sully Baseball on Instagram, I'm at Sully Baseball Podcast because someone already took Sully Baseball. This has been the Locked On MLB Amazing Crossover with Resting Pitch Face. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. What can people call me? Sully. Damn right. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.